0: Welcome back to North Country Sunday Revival Podcast Hour. And Matt. <laughs> and we are here with a post-Aries full moon discussion because we had some technical difficulties with our, our recording. So we're doing a little, we're doing a post-discussion, talk about these
1: energies and stuff. Yeah, goddamn Mercury in its shadow. You know. <laughs> a little trickster, a little trickster Mercury. <laughs> yeah uh, we had a great conversation as we always do as we always yeah. do um but we just didn't feel right putting it out with the uh, subpar subpar audio for you guys so this is a little bit different conversation we're still going to kind of keep to some of the same structure and that we're going to talk about the astrology that was happening at the full moon mags is going to share her oracle we're going to talk about art and writing excuse me and writing that has been inspiring us at this time and you know share how it's connected to the the lunation of Aries um so you know sit back grab a cup of something warm because it's it's rainy here in the midwest (laughs) (laughs) And uh, <laughs> listen to us ramble around about uh, some cool stuff. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Far mm-hmm. out, man.
2: <laughs> All <laughs> right.
1: So at the time of the full moon, um, we had uh, sun. You know, sun is still in Libra. Moon in Aries. Mercury in Scorpio. At the time of the full moon, Venus was in Leo. It actually moved into Virgo two days ago. Um which mags and i were just talking about we both definitely felt that switch um and mars still in um, still retrograde in aries at the time of the full moon the outer planets uh jupiter and saturn both in capricorn have turned direct and mags is going to talk to us about the energy of saturn turning direct which is a big one this is this is big this comes with some some very interesting lessons and always accountability when Capricorn involved. <laughs> yay, <laughs> accountability. Yay. It's <laughs> very important. It's very important. Um, yes. At the time of the full moon, Pluto was still retrograde in Capricorn. As of today, Pluto has turned direct. We'll talk about that. And then Uranus in Taurus, retrograde. Neptune in Pisces, retrograde. Chiron and Aries retrograde. Um, and as always, you know, we all, we all have had this conversation plenty of times. Full moon means illumination. Uh, we are shown what's ready for harvest. And um, with an Aries moon, with this fiery, impulsive moon, um, this energy of heating the calls of the body and um, but at that, you know, at the time, right, this moon was being ruled by a retrograde Mars. So that drive, that passion, that forward momentum of Aries was sort of stymied, um, and what you wanted fast and quick had to be paused, and still does need to be paused because Mars is still in a deep conversation with the Capricorn planets. Um, but that was a that was a full moon of patience and sort of quelling the ego and reworking those those impulsive drives Megs. um i feel like libra season has been a bit overshadowed <laughs> oh definitely i would say i would say, yeah
0: there's there's so many heavy hitters in the sky right now that yeah. it's been hard to tap into that libra
1: energy yep and it's really it's the only air yeah. element that we have and like honestly thank goodness because we do need a bit of that that libra um conversation the relational dynamics the diplomacy element we really do need that influence right now but like how did how did this moon feel for you oh <laughs> um.
0: <laughs> nervous laughter <laughs> um, it felt it I'm I'm almost actually I've been struggling a little bit around my verbiage around this moon, it felt intense, but not in, it wasn't even necessarily in the type of intensity that I would associate with Aries. Mm -hmm. It almost felt more brooding, more smoldering for me as if that Aries fire was getting like trying to get covered up by something, Mm
2: -hmm. you
0: know? And so it was like this, almost like this under the surface instead of something being really outward with the full moon energy or outward, um, with Aries' energy, it just felt like everything was being kept tight under a lid, mm. but it was it was stuff that I really needed to tend to absolutely um, and, and begging for my attention
1: so yeah that's that's the best the best verbiage that I can come up with for that. I feel that man. I absolutely felt um very introverted yeah. um just this like navel gazing sort of mm. energy. Um, And I'm wondering, you know, like for me, that felt like the moon, because at the time of the full moon, it was tightly conjunct to Chiron. Chiron is retrograde in Aries, and the archetype of Chiron is that of the wounded healer. Um, And so, you know, with Mars retrograde in Aries, Chiron retrograde in Aries, it does turn attention to internal, like. And we talked about this in the last conversation, this, the, the internal ancient original wounding that we came into this lifetime with our soul's yeah. original wound. Um, and we have to, in order to move forward, in order to grow into this next version of self and in order for the collective to grow into this new world, we had to tend to this stuff. Yeah. And that, that wound of Chiron and Aries really does look like questioning whether we have a right to exist in this world or society. Mm-hmm. And we can see in the collective how that is absolutely present, yeah. ev- you know, like everywhere. But also, you know, I think having the opportunity under that moon to sort of really feel into like what those wounds are for you yeah. and, and how you show them that that consistent love of the mother that also gives it enough space to evolve. Mm-hmm. It, you know, doesn't hold anything stagnant necessarily. Right. It's not like you're not looking at your wound through like a looking glass and seeing it. You're watching it heal. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um. And we can talk about more about like specific, like what came up around that, but um for us as individuals maybe (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah like that mars energy was definitely overshadowed overshadowed (laughs) oh it was overshadowed wasn't it (laughs) overshadowed by (laughs) capricorn planets which you know at this point today they're all in um forward momentum or you know today pluto is stationing direct and when planets station direct their energy is a little bit more magnified um we start to feel that frequency really like you know show up for us. Um, And with all of those Capricorn planets, like, you know, Capricorn seeks commitment. It seeks emotional mastery, responsibility, as we said earlier, accountability um, in each of the realms of those outer planets that they had just been retrograding through. So, you know, you look at Jupiter and you think expansion, you look at Saturn, you think of commitment, responsibility, slow, intentional progress, Uh, the structures within your life and pluto always speaks to what has to die in order to be reborn to be reimagined um transformed and so all of that capricorn energy there you know was really heavy at the time of the moon and i think that's you know like that had a lot to do with that internal energy as well definitely Um, and and mars will continue to square Capricorn planets, and um, you sounded so excited when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I, did, I did notice the sort of like dead dead energy in my voice about that. I'm like, it'll keep coming, you guys. It's fine.
2: It's fine.
1: I'm fine. Uh, <laughs> but so we'll con- we'll continue to see the theme of individual versus institutions that we've seen all year. Right. yeah I mean we have we have this is the this is the purge yeah this is the purge and I think I when I was listening to Pam Gregory she said we're in the narrowest uh the narrowest part of the birth canal right now Mm, I love that yeah and like October is just gonna be fucking bananas ding dong bananas (laughs) (laughs) it's just gonna be starting off with a bang yeah, I mean, one thing after another, holy wah. But um, so at the same degree, uh, the, when Mars, back up, let me let me start that. <laughs> word. <laughs> so Mars is at the same degree of the dwarf planet, Eris, and Eris is the goddess of discord. And Mars was at the same degree as Black Moon Lilith, which is a point, not necessarily a planet, but um, she, Black Moon Lilith, is the goddess of of instinctive yen, Mm -hmm. and she's the goddess of the fire that burns us to ashes so that we can be reborn. Um, They're both in Aries, right? Um, Perfect. (laughs) Right, right. So, I mean, like, we felt sort of this fierceness, this wildness, this untamability. We have been feeling this, right? We've seen it in the uprising we've seen it in demonstrations we've seen it in individuals standing up to outdated oppressive institutions and systems um that wild instinctive yin is here and she's getting stronger um and we have sort of like all of these old um we have like this insecure representation of yang energy um with which can be really associated with Aries, with Aries and with Mars, and and some definitely with Capricorn, yeah, uh, with Saturn, with Jupiter. Like we have some of this this conventional understanding of young energy, and then we had also right in conversation with all of the, that um, insecurity, we had sort of the presence of this very secure yin. Mm. Um, and this is where we wanted to bring in the conversations around the postmodern definitions of yin and yang that have been um, offered offered up to the uh, the dialogue here by this incredible woman named Gen Dao, who started the Mogadou Institute in Santa Fe, um, and you and I both have just been going berserk for her. the lights just her, flickered <laughs> i yes. was like yes <laughs> for her words and her god damn her just
0: it's a deeper her, wisdom than i'm accustomed to
1: <laughs> it really it really is um and i think and i we've been having sort of these conversations around um this evolution of language mm that I feel is occurring. And I think, I think you feel it too, right? Because a lot of what we used to use, um, the words feel insufficient.
0: Yeah. And I think it's important to re like you, you've said, you know, I think you said it in the past recording, but what we're getting at here is that it's important for the way that we're trying to shape the future that we take into account all of the the factors
1: and aspects of what shapes our reality and language is a huge mm-hmm. part of that absolutely and language is constantly evolving um always right like vernacular use mm-hmm. like all of it everything is always um reflecting the changes within culture the changes within society and i think Gen dao has this beautiful she calls it mythopoetic um way of perceiving the world and and way of moving through the world um but she offers us these new definitions of yin and yang as we're on this precipice of this new world where our old definitions or old language or old mythology fail us as we move forward and in order to step into new paradigms we have to eradicate binary concepts archaic binary concepts not just of like good and bad but specifically in the context of this conversation we have to eradicate binary concepts of gender Mm -hmm. yeah right and so jen offers this true this uh definition of the true young which is a reach of passion that renders one hopeless Mm -hmm. and um not bad hopeless right and hope is something that's rather frail in my mind anyhow so we can talk about that another day (laughs) um but um, it doesn't respond to values of cause and effect. And so we have this like conventionally, we don't imagine young as being subdued or allowing softness or surrender, but that's exactly what her, her definition of true young is.
2: Yeah.
1: And in the last conversation you had brought up, the true young is fearless in the pursuit of truth. Mm-hmm. Even if that means surrendering ego. Yep. yep to to sit and receive well and
0: i think we we think you know conventionally when we think of yang energy we do think of that like courageous assertive like there's a bravery to it right but our our view of bravery and courage has been really diluted into something quite toxic i think and Absolutely. the the bravery and the courage that it takes to pursue the truth even with you know the sake of your ego that is true courage Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know and i think that Mm -hmm. i think that she does such a beautiful job of um,
1: painting that picture for us and helping us understand it in a different way oh absolutely and so her her definition of yin is this unbridled primal force of the universe right Um, and we sort of talked about this fierceness and this wildness represented by black moon lilith and goddess heiress um conventionally in the society we have grown up in we don't have a yin energy that is allowed this wildness Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right uh so much of yin has been sterilized literally and figuratively um has been sanitized oppressed uh And here we have, you know, at the head, at the time of this moon, such strong influence of true yin. Um, And it just, it spoke to me about this new growth being all around us um, and how expansive ideas are our only way forward um, and how these like new spectrums of love and renewal and nourishment are found by sitting deeply, quietly, patiently with our insecurities. Yeah. And then it represents this sort of like call to the healing and to the healers. And um, it sort of with that Libra energy calls us to establish healthy relational connections and dynamics. Yeah. 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 And so I mean, like that was to me right, like that was sort of the energy of the moon, but also like it's a slow unfolding. I mean, it has to it's, be yeah, it has to be, yeah, yep. and um, I think that that sense of urgency, um and I think there was an an Adrian Marie Brown quote, who and we'll talk about her too. <laughs> Oh, she's so amazing Um, about urgency um, and how, you know, I mean, urgency, that sense of urgency is really connected to grind culture.
0: Well, and it's like, how much can we truly um, absorb from those thresholds if we're rushing through them?
1: Amen. We, we can't. can't. You have to allow yourself time to absorb, to digest, to really bring this wisdom and this healing into the way you move through the world yeah you have to be patient with it but um yeah so that's kind of that was that was the astrology around the full moon we've had some changes since because there's no rest for the wicked (laughs) (laughs) ain't no rest for the wicked so pluto is direct now venus is in virgo mercury is inching closer to um to its retrograde um and i I did want to sort of touch on mercury and scorpio uh like because hi baby scorpio (laughs) miss you you. (laughs) fucking love scorpio energy so it's the best i know you do my scorpio (laughs) moon (laughs) um but like Fuck, man, Mercury and Scorpio. We were talking about water. Mercury's like a couple weeks back, yeah. right? And it always sort of feels to me like they're, um, it's like having an underwater tea party. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> right? Where you like, and you know, I, I don't know how many of y'all did that as kids, but like, I definitely did that. And you like go underwater, and you're like, oh, yep. no, 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 and all your words come out in bubbles, <laughs> and really, you have to like read body language in order to understand. And so when I when I think of water mercury is i i have to watch body language yeah i have to watch the feels come out right um because so much of it is about feeling and not necessarily like the verbiage around yeah. it if that makes sense oh definitely
0: and i think with scorpio right? like mercury and scorpio i picture like a hot spring <laughs> so there's like Ooh. a there's like a boiling <laughs> that's just ever ever uh-huh. so present not erupting
1: but yeah. ever so present just always brooding moving, some, something under there yes 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 um but like scorpio is here to plumb the depths mm-hmm. right scorpio is unafraid of your secrets your taboos the things that maybe you feel shame around the things that you sort of feel obsessive about or possessive of. Um, And again, I mean, like Scorpio is such a a transformative energy. It's the alchemy. Yeah. Um, And I think here in Mercury, where it represents the way that we communicate and the way that we listen the way we receive information um be prepared to have a lot some some communicative habits transformed. Yes, 1000%. And as as it Which comes I think, up like don't don't suppress it like no I think it speaks to the, like the evolution of language yes. that we're experiencing as well. We have to like root out the ways in which we speak to one another that feel so harmful, yeah, and just get it out, you know, definitely. Um, I don't have anything else really on astrology. Okay. Yeah, do you want to do you want to groove on some oracle? I will.
0: I'm gonna do. I'll just do like the card for the Aries full moon. I'll do that very briefly because it is past now, but I do think there are some important important points we can touch on. Um I was uh using my my still my favorite deck for the moment, um which is the Wild Unknown Archetypes deck by Kim Kranz. Um and we got the Eternal Child which Alex and I both laughed really hard when that was what I pulled (laughs) for the Aries full moon because it's Aries is, you know, the initiator of the Zodiac and there's that youthfulness to Aries energy Um, and they hold a lot of the same traits. So anyways, um, yeah, this card like speaks to the aspect of ourselves that really doesn't know very many bounds. It doesn't know a lot of limitations. It just kind of lives in the realm of possibility Um, and there's, of course, because it's the eternal child, there's like a playfulness and a vigor to it. Um, and they just, this energy wants there to be creativity and like a, this innocent courage to be at the center of, of everything. Um, and I, I really do associate that with Aries energy because I think that their impulsivity so often does come from a place of, of innocence, you oh, know, it's, sure. yeah. yeah. Um, but anyways, okay. So um, we can a- apply a lot of these sentiments to Aries energy. These are the secure traits. So we've got that playfulness, that vitality, um, that creativity, that courage at the heart of the eternal child and at the heart of Aries. But then um, again, we're, we're using that new language. And, and, and so we're going to talk about the insecure traits as well to this energy, which is that um, it might show up as like a an intensity that can that can rise and, and get overwhelming or get really impulsive to the point of um, taking you know risks that aren't safe or, or irrational anger. It can seek to test limitations just for the sake of testing them or. You know, like, I want to push this envelope Uh as far as I can go, just for the fucking fun of it. (laughs) Um, And, you know, this can also lead to burnout, you know, burning at both ends. So in the realm of this full moon that just took place, um, now that we're having this post discussion, we can kind of take a moment to reflect back and see which side of those energies that we chose to feed. And going forward, regardless of where the planets are at or what sign the moon is in, we always have the threads of these archetypes that we talk about. They're all alive within us in, in some regards. Sometimes they're lying dormant. Sometimes they're very activated, so on and so forth. So, um, you know, maybe you picked up on some of that energy over the Aries full moon. Maybe you didn't. And that's all fine. But regardless, we can always take a moment to reflect on, these traits within ourselves and how we're choosing to um cho- choosing to show up with them. So mm-hmm. with this for me it felt like do I want to do I want to be impulsive with my emotions and allow that that old way of overwhelm to show up and cloud my judgment? Or do I want to handle what's brewing underneath in such a way that allows me to feel heard and not seeking that outside of myself?
2: Mm,
1: that's right, right there. Not,
0: yeah. Right. And, and so handling those things on, internally. And I think this is also really plays into what you were saying with, with Chiron, Al. Those wounds, those original wounds, those things that normally, maybe this, maybe before all the wisdom that we've gained in these transits this past year, maybe before this, right, we would have dealt with this moon, this Aries full moon energy a lot differently. But there have been so many underlying lessons that have been available to us, and if we've been tending to those lessons and slowly integrating them then we probably dealt with this energy differently. And I, Mm -hmm. and I think that was very available to us. So it was kind of like, do we want to show up in our old way or do we want to show up in our integrity? And there was ways to harness that, that energy, you know? Um, So, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think, I think that this, that, that I just keep thinking about how the world has like its own energetic grid, like the Earth and all of its beings we ha we're all a part of the, almost like a global nervous system,
1: and mm-hmm. we have to
0: tend to our own nervous system, and that always affects the the whole, right? So I think this yes. this past moon was really an opportunity to see how we were going to tend to our
1: nervous system if that makes sense. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely, and like that point about like I don't know, not seeking external validation mm-hmm. for or applause yes. around. Yeah. <laughs> <own growth. laughs>
0: I love that. That's perfect. Yes.
1: That's- <laughs> Or, like, showing up differently for yourself and just being, like, sort of this quiet, like, no, I'm just That's doing it differently exactly now. Here exactly go. You
0: hit it on the head. That's yeah. exactly it. I couldn't <laughs> phrase that, but you said it. That's perfect.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I feel it, girl. Mm-hmm. I felt it. Oh, have yeah. I felt it? It's, and
0: it feels like... For sure.
1: stone. It feels just it feels better, better, man. Like, it. it feels healthier. It feels... I'm more proud of my responses to things, my reactions to things. I don't feel shame around like, oh fuck, man, I should not have said that, right? Or like, yep. you know, like now I have, or like, I didn't go through that rigmarole of justifying. I was in yes, the right, big time. I deserve to, you know, that whole like huff and puff, self righteous yeah. bullshit. Um, didn't yep, do anything i agree and i'm yeah that, it it feels know?
0: um there's just a steadiness to it
1: yeah yep 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 so talk to me about this <laughs> i mean i'm sorry i don't want to move it along but i'm like so excited about the saturn card yeah <laughs> okay so <laughs> the card that i pulled for
0: saturn okay so saturn has been in capricorn since was it december two twenty seventeen? 2017 i think i think so Yes. And yep, turned yep, retrograde yep, yep. in May this year. Mm-hmm. Yep. So and then just yeah. this past week um went direct again, but still in Capricorn. And I think we still have a few more months before we shift into Saturn in Aquarius. So the the card that I pulled was the Crown. And I was like,
2: oh, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yes.
0: This this hits right. This this works. Um, So for the crone, um, a lot of times the the way that we understand the crone would be through the, the trinity of the maiden, the mother and the crone um and mm-hmm. so the maiden being this more and i want to preface this by saying that this doesn't have anything to do with age although these archetypes can definitely be associated with age frames um it doesn't at all have to work like that you can right. be in any archetype yeah. at any given time and you can be any sex any gender any what you know it doesn't none of that matters okay
2: yeah.
0: um yeah. so the the maiden being the more youthful aspect that's just branching out into the world and gaining all these experiences and coming from a place of, um, I would say, more like innocence, I guess, you know, and then we've got the mother (laughs) archetype that's um, the that's fertile, fertile with ideas, fertile with birthing different aspects of herself into the world or literally bringing life into the world and um, becoming really grounded in her own essence. And then we have the, the crone archetype, um, and I'm saying her and she, and I, I want to, again, I want to preface that it's not, that's just the, the older way of, of explaining it, but we do need to move into that newer way. Um, so the crone energy being Mm -hmm. the energy that has the vast amount of life experience, um, under the belt and that, that experience has transformed into wisdom, um, and, mm. you know, when I think about the crone, I just think about just, like, literally zero attachments to anything. <laughs> zero <laughs> zero, zero flux flux. energy to, to the maximum, right? <laughs> um, yeah. Almost kind of like finding humor in attachment. Like, those who still have attachment, there's, like, this cackling in the background of, like, you'll see. You know, you know yes yeah yes. um yes. and to be honest i think too like crone energy does a really beautiful job of of showing us what it's like to transcend gender binaries or polarizations in general because they know that there's Absolutely. really no use for them at the end of the day and yeah. um yeah i just i think that the energy of the crone that like the depth of their knowing knowing with a capital K transcends like Mm. our elementary polarizations that we currently live in you know um Mm. and that's almost a little Pisces, yeah Yeah. you know it's um it's like again universal yeah and just there there's definitely a to me to the crone is very much the high priestess who has gone all like full circle you know okay the, this energy yeah. w- lives and works with spirit wholly and there is a a sort of truth that the crone carries always and will speak truth to power w- without fear of repercussion you know Woo! the cr- crone energy is not afraid of 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 standing in integrity of being like the, the crone is completely sovereign And does not does not fear life or death knows that it's the same thing. Does not you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I like it. Yeah. So (laughs) when we think about if we take ourselves back to when Saturn entered Capricorn back at the end of, you know, 2017. And then we think about Saturn going retrograde earlier this spring, and now it's gone direct. And we sit and we really like allow ourselves to steep in everything that has taken place and the versions of ourselves that have come to fruition and then died and then other ones could become born. These, these, there's so much vast experience that has been gathered in these few years, but particularly through this retrograde of this year, 2020, we inevitably individuals and as a collective are gaining traction in the archetype of the crown yeah. it's very present and that's you know oh, this is definitely. one of the things you and I are talking to is like dissolving those binaries the, the crown doesn't give a shit about binaries
1: it's not even no. that's not
0: even a reality to the chrome
1: N- no she's moved through yeah. moved past
0: um and I also think yeah. too you know one of the biggest things that I personally learned and I know I'm seeing in the collective for sure is, well, I mean, there's a few ways to phrase this. Um, the slowing down. One, because we've been forced to, but now because we're fighting for it. But, yeah. but finding that wisdom in, in hesitating. I used to think that hesitation meant weakness because you didn't have, you weren't sure. And if you weren't sure, where's your, where's your spine, right? And, and, and now, mm. I'm like, no, hesitation <clears throat> brings us to pause. It brings us to contemplation. It, it gives us opportunities to, to flip the lens in a million different ways. And I think there's, mm. you know, the crone energy is not the one barreling through a room spitting out all of the the knowledge and wisdom that they think that they have they don't even you might not even know that the crone is in the room you know and and it's Mm -hmm. just this i don't know you know what i'm saying so
1: (laughs) you're doing yeah you're yes i do i absolutely do and i think oh and and i think that power is i felt I think I that power
0: it. that the crown holds is
1: it is unconventional. It's so beyond the conventions of yeah, man. And I don't mean man as in a man, I mean yeah. man as in humanity. Um we have been obsessed regardless of culture with um mm-hmm control we've all found different ways to express that control um and she yeah, laughs at that exactly because e- right because even that that um that order versus yeah. chaos is is a binary is a duality is a is a belief of uh right or wrong or good or yep. bad and it's woefully mm-hmm. inadequate yeah, yeah, I love that you got the crown, man. Woo!
2: I just that is it awesome. felt
0: very—it <laughs> suited all of that very oh. well.
1: So, yeah. so appropriate, yes, yes. Oh man! All right. Well, what are we going to talk <laughs> about next?
0: <laughs> um, I don't know, bud. Do we want to talk about um, what we gathered personally around any of these transits, or?
1: Uh yeah, yeah. I just like <laughs> what? What have I gathered? <laughs> Who am I right now? You just know. you know, Sunday morning. Like
0: I hear you.
1: Bubble. Um, but yeah, let's. Oh God, you know, like I had a couple moments driving um because all <laughs> I do now is drive. <laughs> I've got a lot of commuting for my new job. Not new job necessarily, but you know, anyway. Um, I'm driving a lot. And I was driving home after work on the full moon and kept noticing like old impulses to tell catastrophic stories about anything. It, it you know, it doesn't matter, right? Like what specifically I was catastrophizing is <laughs> that's a word. <laughs>
2: It is today <laughs>
1: language, bitches. <laughs> um, and and I, it's like I recognized it as mm-hmm. this trauma mm-hmm. response. In order to, you know, it was like my my body, my energy, my heart needed to put up a wall, real fast, real hard, real fast, real just like cut off any possibility of of pain or rejection or any of that and i saw it and i was like oh you silly no 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 you know what you know what you're doing so just don't sit with being uncomfortable Mm -hmm. sit with Mm -hmm. not knowing any of the answers that's okay because nobody fucking knows can tell ourselves a lot of really sweet little bedtime stories about what will be because of right and wrong and it's like yeah nope <laughs> you know in the hard moments that too is for Definitely. a purpose every time you get pushed backwards and have to regain your footing there's a purpose for that mm mm-hmm. You know, you just, you needed, you needed another opportunity to let a lesson sink into your flesh, right? You needed it to sink mm-hmm. into your muscle memory. And that's like, <clears throat> for me, that was a lot of, you know, and and thinking about the wound of Chiron and Aries, like, do I have a right to exist in this society? And I think you and I, as white women have a very different experience yeah. of that wound, um, but it is, it is our wound t- too, you know, and, in, in, in the way that we have experienced it and moved through the world in privileged bodies, um, but, and still experienced, um, loss of opportunity yeah. because we were women, um, nobody listening to us because we were women. We experienced commod- commodification of our bodies because we were women. We experienced, abuse of our bodies. We experienced sexualization of our bodies yeah. because we were women. Um, all of that was really present with me. Like, do I have a right to exist? And, and the answer of course is, is yes, but really sitting with um, some of the ways in which I have gotten to that, I guess, sort of that mm-hmm. element of crone energy where I see somebody trying to wield that that wound as a weapon and <laughs> just being like, <laughs> yeah. fuck off. Nice mm-hmm. try, bitch, but no. You know, and I mean, and it's been a long process of trusting my voice, of trusting my intuition, of loving yeah. my body. It's been that long process, but I really felt a lot of strength around that wound. I felt a lot of... um. I felt a lot of myself really, really moving past some of it and not, not in a way that is like, I'm, I'm, I don't want to look at it anymore. You know, it was very much like a a deep gratitude for that wound for making, making me come out wiser on the other end. I love that friend. Yeah. Yeah. What
2: about
0: you, Um, girl? I think something that was really highlighted for me, this moon and, um, and I also think just very prevalent for me for this year was just um, really confronting my,
2: <laughs>
0: I don't want to say obsession, but it might be, <laughs> it might be, <laughs> that's, that's um, like my place. obsession with place. control.
1: You got you.
0: You know, I'm a Virgo sound Scorpio. <laughs> both of both of those signs are very in their own ways, you know, seek to control in whatever way that they can. Um and yeah, the, but yeah. I I think I've I've mastered the art of of keeping it very subtle. I don't think anyone would ever sit yes, there and yeah. go, "Oh, yeah, you're definitely a control freak." I don't think anyone that knows me would necessarily say that. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I'm. It's so internal and it's so um, tended to in the dark, you know, and mm. it is not beneficial. It is. It's just not um, that mm. that obsession that I do have and, and it shows up in so many different ways. Um, I think it keeps me from accomplishing a lot in, in all the realms of my life because it's kind of like if I can't know how something's going to work out, which I never can and I can intellectualize around that. And I, I understand that I, I can't ever know and that there's nothing that's guaranteed, but I still grasp for it. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just, I'm, I'm tired. (laughs) I'm ready. Like I'm, I'm finally, I think I'm just like, I want to take my hand off the wheel for a little bit. Like I'm tired and I want to just take healthy risks. And I want to show up without having to know what, what it's all going to look like and stop grasping for that certainty because it's never going to be granted to me. And I don't want to spend my life, grasping for something that's never that's not there you know um yeah yeah so that's just that's been very present and it just it shows up in me like literally not participating in anything where I don't think it will turn out like this is I I shit you not this is one of the things that I do before I start a tv series I look up the ending of it to see if I like the ending before I watch it yes Shut I up. shit you not like if I stop don't stop it if, yes Max, if I, I don't know this like about the you. ending ah! I won't watch it because it to me it seems like a waste of time <laughs> <laughs> I'm like well, well this person you. dies and they don't end up oh. being in love and da 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 like why would I watch that that sounds fucking terrible <laughs> and I yeah oh
1: what about but see, the that's middle what I'm saying bits? is
0: like, I, not only do I do that with my, with my TV shows, I do it with my life where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to, yeah, yeah, I'm girl. just going to sit this out because it's probably going to end terribly. And I don't want to be a part of that. You know what I'm saying? Oh. <laughs> like I do. Serious, I hear you. Um, Like I hear you. power and control dynamics that go on in, inside of me that just are not, mm-hmm. I know that they're, they serve no purpose other than to cause me great suffering. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: so I'm just kind of like I'm tired oh. and I don't want to do that anymore
1: yeah yeah that's yeah. fine
2: <laughs> <sighs>
1: mm-hmm. control I think this is a good time for all of us to be contemplating our relationship. look at control.
0: our, our our outward environment it's it's completely out of right yeah we've had
1: it ripped away from us ripped away from us ripped away from us consistently throughout this year um but also with like mars retrograde um really sitting with like the way you respond Mm -hmm. when you don't have control and i think we had talked about this when mars first went retrograde um and you know i sort of said hey folks like let's really sit with like let's let's look at how we're um, mm-hmm. let's look at our relationship to anger um, and what happens when things don't go your way, when you have to stop and go slowly, when you want to go fast and go, go far and go fast immediately. Um, and we yep. can't do any of that right now. Um, and so, you know, when things are out of control, yeah, who do you become? Right. Is it somebody you respect or do you? Do you take take your your feet off the ground and and become that inner child? Do you become closer to maiden energy? You know sit who out? are you? That's I, what
0: I've been to, like. I feel like what I've done. You know, I'm just like I'm going to sit this one oh, out. Oh sure,
1: not participating. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. It's a good thing to sit with for sure. Um, and speaking of control, that makes me think of, um, the Octavia's parables and not because they advocate for control, but because of that Mm -hmm. amazing quote, which is bring uh, it. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, bring it, bring it. Um, so just as a, as an introduction, right, this is, um, Octavia's parables is a podcast that is offered by Adrian Marie Brown and Toshi Regan, and it is a chapter by chapter reading of Octavia Butler's work works because they're going through all of them. Um, Parable of the Sower um, is the first one that they're going through now, um, um, and then I have to I'm, I have to remember the other uh, Parable of the Talents. Um, I think there's one more. Anyhow, um, Octavia is just this. Inc- I mean, if you're not familiar with Octavia Butler's writing, um, she was sort of pigeonholed into science fiction. Um, but I like to think of her as this just like courageous
2: mm-hmm.
1: observer of truth. And I think sometimes that's what science fiction is anyhow, following, you know, the truth of, of actions to their, their final consequences. Um, But she opens parable of the sower with um, this incredible, incredible quote, all that you touch, you change, all that you change, changes you. The only lasting truth is change. God is change. And, you know, I mean, if you haven't felt that, if you don't feel mm-hmm. that when you think about control <laughs> or when you feel your control monster rise up and say, you know, this this too is change. This too is God. This too is goddess. This too is creator energy. This too is spirit. You know, whatever whatever your word for it is, it doesn't matter what, how you define it god um but it is 000%. that evolution um and we have linked in our um in our link tree on instagram we have links to um the discussion offered by gen dao on these postmodern definitions of yin and yang We have uh, Octavia's Parables podcast linked. Um, Um, We also
0: have Octavia Butler's um, How Not to Choose Your Leaders.
1: Yes. Oh, yes. That brain pickings Mm -hmm. article is freaking badass. Badass. Yeah. And of course, the Aries Full Moon playlist. Playlist. That's on there. The Aries Full Moon playlist, which I definitely added to. (laughs) Keep (laughs) going. Only because only because I was like, it was on the full moon and I was like, feeling yeah, this song definitely. real hard. This needs to be here. You know, <laughs> you know? so, um, but we have all of this linked, but um, get to know Octavia Butler, get to know Octavia Butler while well. we are also getting to know Octavia Butler and, um, and talk to us about her because she's, she was just such a, I mean yeah prophetic is really the word that she pushed away right because that was that um and they talk about this in an episode of Octavia's parables that um you know they they asked her you know are you is this prophecy is your writing prophecy and she was like no I follow (laughs) I follow um Mm -hmm. actions and consequences and I, I look at everything as if, you know, like, you know, knowing how people behave, like this is exactly, knowing how oppressive systems this behave. This is an, an inevitable, like, and future, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so Parable of the Sower is sort of this, like, this, this imagining of a dystopian future, and it looks a lot like what we're living in, i tell you what. And, you know, just the fact that, like, dystopia, utopias that is a duality that is a binary concept as well right Mm -hmm. like we exist in both at all times um and so i just i think i think her work is rich right now it is absolutely worth spending some time with at this at this point in our collective evolution that was for sure yeah 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 Cool I man. Don't. You got anything
0: else? I loved our chat.
1: <laughs> me too. I oh, wish I had a crackling really fire nice. next to me right now. <laughs> no, right? Um, so we'll be back with the Libra New Moon and we have a Rach. very cool special guest <laughs> who'll be joining us. Do you wanna do you wanna give any any hints about we'll keep it a mystery, what... but she's just the bestest (laughs) she's (laughs) mad oh I'm so excited I'm so excited it's gonna be a good one and you know friends out there in the big wide world we love you (sighs) we love you and like we want you to love yourself and we want you to be good to those around you and remember that um, the the polarity you see around you—that's part of mm-hmm. that's part of some mythology too. And um, trust that yeah. the new world is coming. We're be, we're,
0: we'll be a part of building it.
1: it yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, and it's already here, right? It is nature, right? Change, right? Change. Change. yeah Mm. (laughs) cool well i we hope that you all had a wonderful aries full moon thank you for listening Mm -hmm. to our post moon chat uh what is what are we doing um (laughs) can we keep that yes (laughs) i will keep that i will keep that (laughs) (laughs) um okay hello everybody welcome to another episode of north country sunday revival podcast hour i'm max and i'm Megs. and we are coming to you
0: (laughs) (laughs) we're on we're so on
1: we're so on oh shit it's (laughs) let's start over
0: (laughs) we're starting over
1: (laughs) We're totally starting over. This is a mess. Okay. (laughs) All right. Let me like shake it out. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. Check one, two. Check one, two. (laughs) All right. Yeah, I just feel like this, I'm going to be, I might be all over the place, so. I mean, when am I not? Oh, Okay. Do you want to kick it? Do you want me to kick it? You want me to? Go
0: for it. Okay. Welcome back, everyone, to North Country Sunday Revival Podcast Hour. We are here to discuss the Libra new moon coming up here on October 16th. And so many other transits going on. So many motherfucking transits. That I forgot to say our names. My name's Mags.
1: What's your name? Um, hey, I'm Max.
0: (laughs) Best kickoff yet.
1: (laughs) We're fine. It's cool. (laughs) It's totally cool, guys. Um, As we do, Mags, how are you?
0: I'm... (laughs) <laughs> um i'm feeling it yeah. i'm feeling it yeah. i'm okay i'm just trying to
1: ride the waves yeah how are you doing uh same yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i woke up um i don't know it's like a weird morning it was uh uh it's like a strange sort of like cold humid overcast wet weird michigan fall day yeah it just feels like an uncomfortable swamp outside. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I sort of allowed that to, like, infiltrate my mood. And I was like, I, too, am an uncomfortable swamp <laughs> swamp monster. <laughs> yeah, just feeling, um, just get continuously humbled
2: mm. <laughs> by all of
1: these transits. Yeah. And all of the work that is still unfolding within myself. Yep, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Right there with you, bud. So okay, guys, like we're talking about. (laughs) Can't even. We're talking about the Libra new moon that's coming up in a couple days, in four days. And Mags and I have both expressed uh, the sort of like inability to 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 tap into this Libra energy. We talked about it last episode, and um, both just saying like, "Fuck, I, I don't really feel a bunch of Libra." vibes right now um I think I might in some of the slower moments
0: yeah
1: where um I remember that balance is a thing
0: I was gonna say I think I'm feeling it in the moments that I'm actually um the transformation point yeah where I'm choosing to show up in my dynamics better than I did before
1: yeah
0: that's when I feel it. And that's the only time I feel it.
1: <laughs> yeah, so like needless to say, it is a yucky swamp out there, guys. Like so the, yucky. Like old Greg is
0: out there. <laughs> old Greg. I'm old Greg. Oh my god, I forgot about
1: old Greg. Fuzzy little man peach. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Thank you for that image and that reference. Like I feel a lot better right now. Um so as we do, we'll start it off, I'll dig into the astrology of the new moon in Libra. And as this new moon hits, we will have the sun and moon conjunct in Libra, um, both at 23 degrees. We have Mercury in Scorpio, which is about to go retrograde tomorrow. So we've been kind of deep in the territory of the, the retro shade, if you will, um, the slowing down from our perspective of Mercury's spin. Uh, Mars is we are in the heart in the middle the belly of Aries uh, retrograde or I'm sorry Mars retrograde in Aries we have Venus in Virgo which she won't be in Virgo too much longer I think she shifts on like a couple days after the new moon she's going to move into Libra For outer planets, we have Pluto, Jupiter, and Saturn still in Capricorn. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And these motherfuckers (laughs) are totally still just like really into making their presence known, Mm -hmm. especially now that they're all direct. Um, Neptune is still in Pisces retrograde, and Uranus and Taurus. And so, Mags and I were just chatting because I was like really overwhelmed with the amount of transits occurring. Um, that lead up to this new moon. Um, and no doubt you're feeling maybe a little off, a little wonky, um, like your identity is constantly being challenged. Um, and let me just say, it's a good thing. It's hard to feel like it's a good thing in the, in the thick of it because, because we clasp really strongly uh, to to who we think we are,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: to who we uh, we feel a loyal to who loyalty to who we have been, and we are fearful of who we can become.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So this is this is the time. This is just this is the time, and if you haven't felt uh, your insides being abraded. <laughs> um at all this year i would again check your pulse like i don't know if you're alive or not um we have so much leading up to this new moon that occurs on the 16th and one of the things one of the transits i really did want to touch on is the day before the new moon on the 15th we have a sun square pluto sun and libra Pluto and Capricorn. Um, we've talked about Pluto. Mm-hmm. Pluto is oh, yeah. um, Pluto is sort of the guardian of the depths, your hidden bits, your secrets, your resentments, your shame, <clears throat> your your trauma history. Especially, I want to talk about your trauma history that like lives in your body, that lives in your spirit, that lives in you. This is the place where we die and are reborn. This is also, Pluto is very <clears throat> connected to your commitment to healing and transcending that trauma history. Your commitment to transmuting what feels like dark, heavy insecurity into uh, your beautiful gifts that you turn around and offer the world. Um, <clears throat> Pluto is really fucking complicated. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> Do you have anything to add to Pluto? <clears throat> Just that,
0: you know, I like what you said about the trauma and living in your body and your spirit, and we can use those points yeah. as a source of power instead sort of a source of pain. Yeah. There was a point where we needed to
1: identify the pain, and now we have to identify the power. So, yeah. yeah, fuck yeah. So when the sun is opposing this, the sun being our identity, our ego, not necessarily ego in the same way as Mars represents an ego. Um, This is just sort of who you are effortlessly without action, what radiates from you. Um, And Pluto will square the sun. The sun is in like three different aspects this week leading up to this new moon and so our identity the way we define ourselves the way we feel uh effortlessly ourselves is kind of getting fucking bombarded
0: yeah this week <laughs> that's putting it
2: kindly
1: <laughs> yeah it is it is it's just um it's like a blitzkrieg to your sense of self mm-hmm. okay um so this can look like frustration irritation aggravation um Or you can allow it to be a source of clarity Mm -hmm. about how you're growing. Um, And this can sort of, like, result in this, like, leveling up of your sense of Um, self-awareness. This can be incredibly transformational. When we face what we don't want to face, (laughs) 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 we take a lot of power out of Mm. what we... Tell ourselves to be fearful of. Yep. Um, you may have to let go of parts of yourself leading up to this new moon.
0: And I think that those parts, if you are,
1: if you look closely enough, they're ready to be let go of. Absolutely. Absolutely, and um, <clears throat> with Mercury being in Scorpio, get really investigative
2: mm.
1: about what you're feeling, um, not in a way that, uh, where you objectify your feelings and you don't actually feel them <laughs> because that's an easy trick and I'm good at that one. <laughs> I love that trick. I, you know, <laughs> I do it at all the parties. <laughs> <laughs> um, but allow yourself to really just like sit with your discomfort. Um, see your discomfort as like a, a sweet old friend that you're having tea with you haven't seen in a long time. You know, your discomfort has so much to teach you. Um, And because of all the retrogrades, like we might not have all of the information about our feelings or about a situation that is making us feel a certain type of way. So sit with your feelings and learn from them. And notice the differences between what feels like a compulsion in your body to react and what is actually an authentic need to express a heart or any number of anything, (laughs) any any of the things that are coming up um, really give yourself time to distinguish what still needs a bit of care. Um, So, Again, at this new moon, we have the sun and moon at 23 degrees in Libra. And Libra is all about relationship dynamics, relational dynamics to the self and to others. Um, Libra is always seeking balance and always seeking to cultivate a balance. Uh, Libra is very interested in truth Mm. and justice. And there is a difference between... let me back up how I want to say this without don't seek diplomacy at the expense of truth
2: Mm -hmm.
1: that sort of makes me think of what we were talking about last episode with the true young
2: yeah
1: of this fearless pursuit of truth Mm -hmm. regardless of how it will make your ego, mm-hmm. your identity feel um seek for truth. Yeah. Always seek for truth. Um <clears throat> at this time of the new moon, we of course because what would what would this year be without <laughs> also throwing in mm-hmm. a Mars opposition and a T square to all the Capricorn planets. <laughs> um You're going to feel... What even? What even? Like, what even would this be? Like, we wouldn't be in the dryer on the fucking tumble cycle. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Feelings of... uh, You're going to have themes of power, control, feelings of helplessness. Um, There's pressure on situations where your power struggles emerge. Um, This can activate old traumas who would have thought i'm just dying It's (laughs) it's just so much right so all in all what we have sort of you know pulled out of all of this in our talks about the moon is that this libra new moon looks like a testing ground of your integrity and the values that you claim to hold Values are very easy to claim and they're harder to live mm. in moments of real struggle.
0: Hey okay, right?
1: <laughs> so um be in vulnerability. Be in vulnerability like ruthlessly. Every time you feel a guard come up, every time you feel yourself attempting to erect a wall, tear it down. I'm getting goosebumps, I know, <laughs> right? Um and this is like being in being vulnerability in your relationship to yourself. Yeah. This is where it all starts. And that's that
0: truth too. That's
1: that fucking truth.
0: Searching for that truth because so much yeah. of that is inside of
1: us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So seek for that truth in your relationship to self ruthlessly. Seek that truth in your relationship to your beloveds and even to strangers because that's the testing ground people that really you know for all intents and purposes have nothing to offer you
0: Mm.
1: how do you show up yeah set intentions towards what's just at this new moon um and just to say it's gonna be a hard one yeah it's gonna be a hard one and like I don't think we're strangers to that which feels difficult emotionally, spiritually, physically after a year like the year we have all had. Um, And with that. (laughs) (laughs) Max, what do you have on Oracle? With that. (laughs) Well, that was
0: really beautiful and enlightening and spot on thanks bud. whoa whoa buddy whoa whoa, whoa. whoa spuddy <laughs> <clears throat> um all right so the two uh cards that i'm that i got one was from the star child tarot and that was the star seed also known as the fool in traditional tarot uh the fool marks New beginnings. It marks like unchartered territory, and there is a lightness to the fool, right? There's just kind of this playfulness, this um, naive energy of stepping off into the abyss and like,
2: oh, here we go.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, I don't, know don't feel coming. any of that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I definitely feel the stepping off into abyss, but the lightness mm-hmm. or the playfulness, I'm not. I feel that that might be stripped a bit in in this particular um environment that we've got going on in the world yeah, right yeah. and it's totally okay and I encourage if you are feeling that lightness like yes wonderful but if you're not that's okay too yeah yeah that's, that's super okay, okay. That's super okay super yep. understandable super valid um the thing that I really want to drive home here and I think it connects really well to a lot of the things you were saying with the astrology of course it does um <laughs> is that there's a higher calling right now that's present for all of us mm. and it is like it always is up to us of whether or not we take those steps towards it
2: yeah
0: no matter how uncertain it feels no matter how many walls come up and how difficult it feels to let the old story kind of fall away mm. and dare to imagine a new one mm. whether it's for the world or personally and it's always both anyways yeah. Um, I get that that takes a lot of courage, but here's the thing, y'all. The astrology that Al just talked about, this year, the, re- the, the rest of this year, none of it's going to be any easier. In mm-hmm. fact, it's going to probably get more challenging. Mm-hmm. And it's really important for us to, right now to identify those areas where we can step up and, and elevate. Yes. Because it's going to make... <clears throat> The rest of this year um, I don't want to say easier but it'll make us feel more equipped mm. to move good through it really good okay. distinction I'm not, yeah I don't want to say it's going to feel easier but it will make us feel like our toolbox our toolkit is a little bit more established and has a sturdier foundation to move forward yeah um, because with that full energy we are going to have to blaze trails yeah. and the more tools we've got the more resources we have in our, in our tool belt, the better off. Right. Um, so let me see here. And I also just want to preface by saying too, like, if you're feeling stagnant and if you're feeling stuck and you're really like butting up against those walls, um, I cannot stress this enough. Please, 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 please make time to be alone, Mm -hmm. to be in solitude, to be quiet and to go within. Even if it's just for a few minutes a day, if you can just step outside or go into a quiet space and just listen, Mm -hmm. just listen, that is going to be so, so, so important for the coming, this, for this moon and for the coming months. Um, don't search, like just allow the journey isn't outside of you. Mm -hmm. It's inside of you Mm -hmm. and the outside reflects the inside. Yeah. Okay. Um, the next card that I got was from the archetype stack, uh, the wild unknown archetype stack, and it was nectar. And this card really encourages us to like identify the places and the practices and the people that feel rejuvenating to us yeah. and to really relish in those and, and make sure that that all feels really strong for us right now. But one of the things that that I want to talk about in regards to the idea of of nectar and healing. Because nectar is the elixir, right? It's the medicine. And I think that for a really long time, for years especially, like the past, I want to say like five to six years, there's been a really... Um, enhanced and elevated conversation around tra- like informed trauma. Yeah. Right? And trauma discovery and, I'm so and, for what you're about and, to say. <laughs> and, and and it's been so so necessary to go to these spaces and dive in and uncover and unearth those traumas and sit with them and know them in a really deep and intimate way so that we can better understand why and how we do move through the world, right? Yes. We need to go to those spaces. We needed to go to those spaces. But (laughs) it is possible that we can over-identify with our trauma. Mm. And it Mm -hmm. is possible to build entire identities around it and in doing so we um, can block the newer story or the newer energies or the newer opportunities from coming in Mm -hmm. and so yes we need to understand and our trauma we need to be informed about it um, sit with it of course always but then we need to recover so the nectar at one point was being intimate with our trauma mm. and getting to know it
2: mm-hmm.
0: and being informed and now it needs to become what does it look like after that yeah. what is what is the medicine now that we know where those wounds are and what they look like what they taste like all of that now what so the nectar then has to become a, a personal responsibility and accountability to know ourselves so intimately that we know what makes us full, that we know what makes us feel safe, that we know who we can count on, mm. that we know that our worthiness is inside of us mm. and all of those things. Mm. So this is a chance to, to to be the fool in our medicine, right? We have to take those Dare I say leaps of faith <laughs> into the unknown, but taking our medicine with us. We know, you guys, this is in our. It's in our cells. It's in our bones. Yeah, we. It's in our soul. We know what to do. We have our tools, and I know we're. Some of us are scared. I'm fucking terrified, <laughs> but I know. I know I'm gonna be all right. We're yeah. all gonna be all right. We're gonna keep pushing. Yeah. We're gonna do it together. Yeah, and that Libra energy of relational dynamics, mm. like let's go yeah let's go we've got this it's all about relation to to self and to other and to spirit and to the earth and and all of it and it's 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 unfolding right so that was that was the card pull cool man and we have so much nectar coming for you. Oh my gosh, you guys. <laughs> I'm so
2: jazzed.
0: Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> with the the second part of this episode, we talked with a very, very, um, like one of the nearest and dearest people to me in this world, Rachel Sementilli. And she is, I mean, well, she's a magic worker she is she's an incredible. alchemist incredible <laughs> i
1: just fell in love with her it's hard not to i absolutely fell in love with her in this talk and just she... so rachel look out baby i'm coming for you <laughs> tell your fiance Keep trouble. it <laughs> we love you um oh my god incredible so tell everybody what yes. her litany like what what everything that she does so rach is a birth
0: and postpartum doula also a holistic fertility doula she is a Reiki practitioner she's a yoga instructor and she is a certified pelvic steam and um, facilitator and I, I'm like there can be something there I'm to be, missing. there has to be because more. she's
1: she wears many 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 hats Well and she also has been so dedicated to her continuing education. oh yes and has I mean I don't I don't want to get the list wrong. Yeah, and I don't have it in front of me, but
0: um, we go into that a bit in the talk, and you can visit her website. We're going to have all of the links for all of her stuff, her Instagram, her website linked up in our bio. Um, So definitely click that. This is probably the most important conversation that's been had on North Country Sunday Revival Podcast. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yep. Um, and I think that it will be a continued conversation. Absolutely. Because um, I would, I know we would both love to have her back and, you know, discuss all the things with us. Yeah. So, but um, we, yeah, we dive into, we dive into a lot. This is a very important conversation, y'all. Um, and we definitely encourage everyone to make, you, make sure you're in a, a place where you feel safe.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and you can be you know have some solitude take some time to yourself to lean into this one Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and just know that there um we go into um the history Mm -hmm. of obstetrics and gynecology in the united states and i mean she goes back further which is Mm -hmm. important to understand the roots of medical practices and their relationship to the female body yeah Um, this conversation can be incredibly triggering. Yes. Um, so take your time or if it's something you are not interested in going towards quite yet, just know that it will always be here for you to listen to. Um, and in the ways in which this, um, this conversation roots back to or returns, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, <laughs> returns sure. to these themes that we've been talking about. Like, one of the really lovely things is that Rachel is a Libra. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and also has a Libra moon, right?
0: Yeah, and I can't believe I didn't even is know that. Is she an
1: Aries rising as well? Is that what she said? I, I think she, yeah. I think Or maybe was, a midheaven. I don't know. She's yeah. got she's got Aries somewhere at the top I of need her chart. I need your chart a- like ASAP. ASAP. <laughs> um, but the way that she works for justice and equity and women's wellness yes. um, is this powerful, powerful example of what we are all moving towards as a collective yep. um, to acknowledge the history
2: mm-hmm.
1: of what has been done to women's bodies, what has been done to black women's bodies, what has been done to indigenous women's bodies um the medical industrial complex, the yeah. systems around it and how it interacts and interfaces with individuals and the relationships we carry with us um, related to our wellness and the nectar that we yeah. seek. Um, it's all here in this conversation. It is. That was a beautiful way of putting that. Yes. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So we love you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> We love you
1: <laughs> Hold tight. Um, hold tight during. Yeah. The rest of this year and hold tight till we're back with you on the Taurus full moon coming on Halloween. <laughs> Holy shit.
0: Was it three days before the election? In yeah.
1: US? Three days. And then we've got some eclipses coming. It's fine. It's cool, man. We're all just, you know, going through it. Mm-hmm. We're all getting reborn and shit. So <laughs> Reborn. <laughs> so. so welcome. Give yourself, maybe it's time to give yourself a new name. I don't know, yeah, what parts of you need to be I new like to that. you, <laughs> um, so enjoy all of uh all of the ways in which you are holding yourself, and mm-hmm. this balsamic, this dark moon, and know that um we're working towards something really beautiful, yeah, 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 fuck yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. All right, we are out of here, and we love you. Bye. Bye.